This is Stocks Cost, episode 17. 17 is a tricky number. I could think of Philip Rivers, and then there was a guy for the Packers. 17, Jerry Taggy. Didn't do much in the NFL, but he won two national championships in a row at Nebraska. So he was 14 there, but what the heck? 17 with the Packers. We got a great show for you today. We are going to talk about healthcare.gov. It's important information from the standpoint of you need to know what's out there. You do not want to miss it. Okay, Morgan, here we go. In this. mission is simple, to get you 100% covered. I'm Scott Dowling. I've got over three decades of insurance knowledge and experience to share with you. I don't work for the insurance company and am beholden to no one. I'm here to make healthcare transparent for all of us. There's an affordable insurance plan out there someplace, and I promise to help you find it. Doc's Cost starts now. Hey, hey. It is a great day outside. The weather is turning. Unfortunately, basketball ended over the weekend as far as the NCAAs go. Um, The women were outstanding. I don't know if you saw, but the viewership for the women is up tremendously. Um, Congratulations to Stanford. Arizona gave it a go and uh, had a shot to win it at the end, but didn't happen. So back to Maples Pavilion for Stanford as NCAA champions. Uh, We got uh, a lot to look at today for healthcare.gov. That's been in the news lately because the open enrollment was made available um, through the executive branch. President Biden, because of COVID, said, hey, let's open it back up. Let's get people insured. Um, this is not necessarily advocacy for healthcare.gov, but I want to give you a review. And much of the review is going to be in the context of what we talk about all the time, getting 100% covered, utilizing a high deductible health plan, utilizing a health savings account, getting the most out of your coverage, and spending the least amount of money. So that's how we're going to look at that uh, healthcare.gov offerings through that prism. Now stick around when we're done with the review because we've got something to cover that also changed uh, from the executive branch. And that is that tax day is not April 15th this year. Tax day is going to be May 17th. And in some states, it's even further out than that. Stick with me. Before we get in the review, let's take a look at a little history. That is part of the knowledge, experience, education, and information that you get from DocsCost. This is the education piece. Since we're going to review 50 states and the District of Columbia for the ACA and healthcare.gov, it's important to know why there are 51 different regulatory bodies and 51 different sets of rules and then why the federal government can't streamline the whole thing and make it uniform. Interestingly, the answer goes back well over 100 years and involves the Supreme Court. So let's take a look at it. In 1869, 
Yeah, that was a long time ago. In 1869, a Supreme Court decision in the case Paul versus Virginia opined that insurance was not interstate commerce subject to the Commerce Clause in the U.S. Constitution. Therefore, regulation of insurance was left to the states, and that occurred all the way through till 1944. And then there was another Supreme Court decision, United States versus Southeastern Underwriters Association, that overturned the earlier ruling. So in order to get rid of that Supreme Court, or get rid, not get rid of the Supreme Court decision, but in order to uh, stop that Supreme Court decision from uh, granting the federal government oversight, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners proposed a bill, and it was sponsored by Senator Pat McCarran of Nevada and Senator Homer Ferguson of Michigan. It was a bipartisan piece of legislation. McCarran was a Democrat, Ferguson a Republican. That piece of legislation declared that the continued regulation and taxation by the several states of the business of insurance is in the public interest, and that silence on the part of Congress shall not be construed to impose any barrier to the regulation or taxation of such business by the several states. So there, right there, you have legislation, not a, not a judicial ruling, but legislation that says that the states are in charge of the business of insurance. And it was further solidified uh, through the um, Dodd-Frank bill and also by the Graham-Leach-Bliley bill. So it is in place, it is up to the states, and the federal government has no jurisdiction over the regulation of insurance. And of note on that law, it was signed into effect by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Now, here comes healthcare.gov. And it's just like it says for the website, just like it sounds. Healthcare.gov, healthcare.gov. Born of the Affordable Care Act, the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act in full. Some people call it the uh, ACA uh, I talked to Keith the other day, and he said his legal counsel calls it ACA. Never heard that one before, but he'd call it ACA. Some people call it Obamacare, but that's where healthcare.gov uh, came from. Now, it's run by the federal government in most cases. Not every state has their site on healthcare.gov, but they have links to that site on healthcare.gov. So if you go to healthcare.gov, doesn't matter if you're in DC or any of the other states, you can get to a spot where you are going to see health plan options, health insurance plan options. Okay, but keep in mind, it's not the end all be all. You can get individual insurance coverage from insurance carriers in the state that you live in that are not on the exchange. Further, 50% of the public gets their insurance through their employer. So they don't even have any use for healthcare.gov if they've got coverage through their employer. There are people in the military, people that are on Medicaid, and then those that are Medicare eligible 
that don't really have any use for healthcare.gov. So this is a very, very limited option in terms of who needs it, um, but it is out there. There are 10% of the public is uninsured. Now, that could be by choice or it could be because they don't have enough money uh, to pay for it. Healthcare.gov does a good job of informing those who need help how they can get help and what tax credits are available to them. It does all the calculations for them. So if they do need assistance, it's there and it's straightforward and they can see what the uh, benefit will be to them through healthcare.gov and the Affordable Care Act. So once you get into the start page, the landing page for healthcare.gov, you're going to see a bunch of different, you're going to see a nice picture, you're going to see a bunch of headlines, and you're going to see a bunch of boxes. Um, They want you to apply, um, the update and change if you already have coverage. But if you're just browsing for the first time and you don't want to apply and you don't, you know, you don't have existing coverage, it's a little confusing. It's not very straightforward and it's not very intuitive. You got to click on get coverage just to browse. I don't want to get coverage. I just want to look and take and, and, and see what and see what's out there. Especially if, if I've got an employer plan right now, I, I'm not going to buy anything. I've got coverage through my employer. But what happens if I you know might be getting laid off or uh, might be changing jobs? I want to see what options are out there. I got to figure out what to do. So you have to go into get coverage. Once you get into get coverage, now you have to select your state. So you go to the select your state drop down and you go in there. I'm going to put in Florida and then it says apply now. I don't want to apply now. So then it wants me to create an account. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go back out and I'm going to go into, oh, I got to scroll down. And then there's something in the second box from the left says see plans and prices search now. Well, that's what I want to do, but that wasn't there. Now I get onto a page that says see plans and prices preview 2021 plans and estimate prices. That's what I want to do. Then I enter my zip code, put that in there, and then there's a drop-down box. I can't just hit continue. I got to hit the drop-down box, which isn't intuitive. So if you hit the drop-down box, then it's going to put my county in there, and then I hit continue. And then I get to another page that asks me, enter my zip code, tell us about your and your household, View health and dental plans. Well, I don't want dental plans. I just want health plans. And then you get down to a blue box down below, and it says, want to skip these steps? But that's not until you get to the bottom. So you get there, and then you get to another one that has three boxes. Then you got to hit next. Then it gives you bronze, silver, gold, platinum, and how many plans there are and what the average premium is. Uh, that still doesn't get me to the plans. Then i got to go to another box and say, see all plans. Finally, I get to look at some health plans. Finally, after, what was it, four or five different pages. So it took a couple minutes to get in there, and I know what I'm doing because I've done it a few times already. So it's not intuitive. It's a little bulky, um, but you finally get there. Once you get there, yeah, they got plans and estimated monthly premiums, and they got filters. I filtered out all of the uh, uh, plans that don't have uh, HSAs. So if I go in there, there's a box on the healthcare.gov site that has a filter for uh, those plans that are eligible for an HSA. So I can sh- click that box and apply the filters. And like I said the other day, 
when I went in here, there's a lot fewer plans that are available with an HSA, a high deductible health plan that are HSA eligible. So I went from 70 plans to six plans. So there's, you know, I just eliminated uh, 64 plans just by saying, hey, I want an HSA. Um, and that is what we advocate is uh, you want a high deductible health plan with an HSA. So, you know, I've got 70 plans there. That's nice, but I really only want to look at six. So um, from that standpoint, yeah, I, there's a lot of noise out there and uh, a lot of things that really are irrelevant, but there are plans and there are options. So we know there's 51 different available places to buy your insurance coverage because there's 50 states in the District of Columbia. As I said, healthcare.gov gives you access to each of the different sites for each state, but there are 15 states that decided to create their own websites different than healthcare.gov. Now, to me, that's added expense for whoever, whatever state you're in, that's added expense to getting the insurance plan. You got to cover that's administrative expense. It's marketing expense. If they just went with healthcare.gov, imagine how much money you'd save there. So right off the bat, your insurance premium is paying for extra administrative expense because these states wanted to have their own website. Those states are California, Connecticut, Colorado, D.C., Idaho, Massachusetts, Maryland, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington. Here's a few insights that will allow for some comparison between the states. The state with the most planned options in total was Wisconsin with 87, and Michigan with 85, and Texas with 83. The state with the most HSA plans available was Minnesota with 20, second Wisconsin with 19, third was Michigan with 14. And the most the states with the most competition, meaning the number of insurance companies that are competing within the state on the exchange, Wisconsin had seven insurance companies, Idaho had seven, Oregon, Tennessee, and Washington each had five. And that is for the HSA plans, specifically. The state with the fewest plans available was Alaska with nine, Delaware had 11, and Kentucky and Wyoming tied at 16. The fewest HSA plans available, first was Hawaii with one, and then second was Alabama, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Mississippi, and Oklahoma. Each of those states only had two HSA plans available. The least competition for HSA was uh, among the following with only one plan available, Delaware, Hawaii, Mississippi, and Rhode Island. For the high deductible health plan, there were 19 states that offered the highest available deductible, which in 2021 is $7,000. Those states with the highest deductible available were Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona, California, Illinois, Louisiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, North Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Utah, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. As I mentioned, there are 15 states that had their own websites. Two of the states I could not look at and are not included in the data that I just gave you 
One is New Jersey and the other is New York. New Jersey does not allow me to browse anything. I need to sign up first before they allow me to do anything. So that means I have to be a resident of New Jersey. They got to check everything out. I'm not a resident of New Jersey, so I wouldn't get access to that. Then in New York, you have to qualify to use the site. You have to answer a bunch of questions and submit it, including your email address. And then if New York approves you, they will send you an email with specific instructions as to how to access their website. So I could not look at New Jersey and New York because they're basically closed systems. Um, some of the other states that had some issues, if you want to call them issues, they were just difficult to use. Colorado was completely busy. There wasn't anything on there that was usable as far as I was concerned. There was a lot of information, um, nothing that was, uh, nothing flowed within the website. It was difficult to use. Um, Massachusetts was difficult to look the plans up. Minnesota gave you tons of information right out of the box. So it was difficult to navigate that as well. Um, What's another one here? Uh, DC kept asking me if I wanted to be on Medicaid. They kept prompting me, do you want to you sign up for Medicaid? Um, Rhode Island and Vermont only had two carriers available in your entire exchange, from what I could tell. Uh, Washington wanted a robot or a search bot, any kind of bot, whatever, you know, to look up the plans for me rather than me do it myself. Uh, and then interestingly, this one I kind of liked, Pennsylvania, their health plan has its own podcast. And finally, uh, five of the state exchange websites did not offer a filter for HSA. So it was either uh, unavailable to search for an HSA, a high deductible health plan, or is very, very cumbersome to search and sort through all the plans that were available if it was listed as a high deductible health plan on HSA, which is not good for us because we advocate for the HSA and a high deductible health plan. So it was a bit unusable. So overall, I found the healthcare.gov site best for those states that are on healthcare.gov. Uh, the other states where you have to go off and go to their own website, it's a little more difficult. Obviously, you're going to be working with the state where you reside. So best of luck to you. And uh, if you've got any questions, send them in to me, docscost.com. Uh, you can follow us at Twitter, at docscost. Ask the questions there as well. All right, and finally, like I mentioned before, there's been a change with the tax date. May 17 is when you file your taxes. Now, I'm going to put a link back up to the show for the end of the year for 2020. Remember, you can still make a contribution to your health savings account for 2020 up until the time you file your taxes. And if you can file them by May 17th, that means that you can make a contribution for 2020 all the way through May 17 of 2021. The total amount that you can contribute for an individual in 2020 is $3,550. For a family, it's $7,100. And if you're over 55 years old, you can still contribute an additional $1,000 per person. So if you and your spouse are both over 55, you can contribute $1,000 to each 
of your health savings accounts. And for the for that uh, over 55 provision, you need to have separate accounts. So if you've got an account with your employer, that's fine. You can put that in there. Your spouse would put it in a different account. And if you need to open up a separate account, you can do that through Lively. You can go to docscost.com forward slash Lively. And you can go to Lively HSA. That's who I use. That's who I recommend. That is it for today. I appreciate your time as always. It's my pleasure to be with you. I want you to remember that health insurance is not health care. Doc's Cost is where you gain the knowledge, experience, education, and information to become an astute consumer of health care and take control of your health insurance. Lower your cost, take total control. Now, once again, here's my pal Morgan Fingleton. So long, everybody. In this- Never far behind